0: In today's show, we talk about the power of tears.
1: And as we start out today's show, I want you to think about this quote from American author and diplomat, Washington Irving. He says, there's a sacredness in tears. They are not the mark of weakness, but of power. They speak more eloquently than 10,000 tongues. They are the messengers of overwhelming grief, of deep contrition, and of unspeakable love. And as we start today, each and every day, we love starting our shows with our hugs. The feedback that we get from you, our listeners, whether you call in, whether you leave a message uh, on our Facebook page, whether you send us an email, this is our time to share what you're saying about the one extraordinary marriage show. And this week's hug is sponsored by intimacy reignited. Have you been wanting to bring the spark back been on the fence about picking up the seven days of sex challenge ebook know that you have to take the lead, but don't know how this is the program for you and you can get all the details. Find out all about it at GetIntimacyreignited.com. I know Tony will have a link to it in the show notes because That's how wonderful he is. He always makes sure you guys have all the show notes or all the links in the show notes. This hug came off of our iTunes page. And for those of you that take the time to leave a rating and a review on iTunes, just a big thank you to you because you impact other people's lives. People read those reviews and Mm -hmm. make a decision about what shows, what podcasts they're going to tune into. And this one, this one was called life-changing even for an atheist. And this person said, I get so much out of listening to this show. It is very Christian focused, but even as an atheist, I relate to a lot of the themes and principles. I was molested as a child and have struggled with my sexuality and my sexual relationship with my partner for a long time. Listening to this show and its wisdom has helped me heal my soul, Mm. my heart, and my relationship. Mm. It's a daily struggle, but their words of love and encouragement encouragement have made and are continuing to make a lasting difference in my life. Thank you, Tony and Elisa.
0: Well, we love you. We love you. And we thank you for tuning in each weekend and listening to us because, yeah, being molested as a, as a kid, that's tough. Mm-hmm. That, that impacts your life. And we're honored that you come here and listen to us and help to help you help you grow. and help you to take action and move forward in your relationship. So that's, that's awesome.
1: And, you know, it's interesting. I didn't even, you know, we pick the hugs kind of independently a lot of the times of what the show topic is going to be. Right. And in this case, um, it actually ties in a lot with what we're going to be talking about. And that's the power of tears of, of being able to show emotion. And it really comes down to the fact that So many people, so many of you listening to the show, you struggle with being able to cry in front of your spouse. It's a problem that is plaguing both men and women. In the last week, I had two coaching phone calls, one from a man and one from a woman who both described how they weren't able to show emotion to their spouses.
0: And when we're talking emotion, we're talking we're talking the specifically tears. i'm talking about
1: being able to cry yeah in front of your husband or your wife and for some for some of you men it's because you were told at a very early age boys don't cry
0: right and for some women maybe you had to take on gosh at, at a young age you ended up having to take on responsibilities beyond your years because your parents were absent And you stuffed those emotions aside or you stuffed them down. And because of that, you don't allow your emotions to come to the surface.
1: Some of you, just like um, that listener in uh, The Hug, have faced traumatic experiences where it was easier for you to stuff the emotions. It was easier not to have to walk through that pain. Mm -hmm. Maybe you cried so much because of the trauma that you just feel like, it just doesn't go anywhere. It it no longer has that cathartic principle, and and yet, as Washington Irving said in that quote, "Tears are not a sign of weakness," and, and I think that's that's the final point that I just want to make here in terms of what the issue is for couples. A lot of people worry about that fear of being rejection or fear of being rejected because they perceive tears or they perceive crying as a sign of weakness. Uh And so there's this fear of if I show my spouse, especially for men, I think more so than women, I think, you know, stereotypically society sees women as being the, the sex that cries, you know? And so for, I think for a lot of men, there's this fear that if they cry in front of their wife, it's going to be a sign of weakness. It's going to be a sign of vulnerability And, you know, what is, what is my spouse going to think of me if I'm, if I'm weak, if I'm vulnerable?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And so the, all of these conflicting messages are, are running around in your head. And yet crying is perhaps one of the most natural physiological responses. I mean, think, think of a newborn baby. There's not a whole lot they do, but crying is one of those things.
0: Yeah, I don't want to think about a newborn baby. Okay, well, but but for the... That's keeping me awake. For the
1: purposes of example. Yes. You know, what do do newborns do?
0: They cry. They
1: eat, they sleep, they cry, and they need their diaper changed. Mm -hmm. That pretty much sums up a newborn's existence. Right. And yet as grown-ups, so many have moved into this place where that most natural of emotions, that most natural of reactions is not okay. And it's wreaking havoc on your marriages.
0: And, and on yourself. Absolutely. And on you. I mean, you're stuffing this down and you're not wanting to show this emotion. And, and I'll be the first one to raise my hand on this one because I catch myself at times listening to songs or watching a show or in worship and this overriding sense of tears, this this emotion, this wave hitting me. And then I think in my own mind, no 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 no, I can't allow myself to cry. I can't allow myself to to for someone else to see this, for Elisa to see this. So this show hits home for me as well. Mm-hmm it's one where I'm working on and understanding my own self and being able to go, you know what? It's okay. It's okay to let it go. And as we were preparing for this show, the last time I can remember really just having an all out ball, like crying was after the death of my buddy, Nick. Mm -hmm. I mean the pain, the emotion, the hurt, the, uh, the loss of a great friend and a cyclist in a tragedy that was just so like, why God? Like, why would this happen? But I remember that so vividly being in worship at our church for a few weeks, but the first week after and just allowing myself to just let it all out. To allow myself to just be there in worship and during the sermon and allowing those tears to flow. And instead of being tense and wondering what others were thinking or why I was doing this, I was releasing all this. And boy, did I feel better. Boy, did I feel better. And as I think about that now, I I think of, man, the next time a good cry is hitting me, I just got to let it go. You know? trust that God has his plan and just let it go and stop worrying about what others are going to think or what even what I'm thinking.
1: Cause that was three years ago.
0: It was three years ago now. Yeah. A- God and rest his soul. and hmm.
1: like I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum because I'm the one that like, I don't know, a sappy commercial comes on TV and like my entire family, like both kids and Tony all look at me like, are you going to cry? I can cry? Because I do. I cry at everything.
0: And yet I'm sure for you hearing that for someone who is emotional, that probably gives you some things to be thinking about as well, because we're not really encouraging you to cry. We're just wondering if you're going to cry.
1: Oh, yeah. It's just, it's almost like they take bets on how long I'm going to, you know, how long I'm going to be able to hold it in and hold it together. Um, But, you know, that's to say there's a huge, a huge spectrum here in terms of how people are able to show their emotions through crying. Mm -hmm. And there, there are some things that happen to the dynamic of the marriage when you're, you're not able to share in this particular way, because, the first thing that happens is you, know, you start stuffing those emotions. You know, when, you're bringing, when you're brought to the point of tears and you don't express them, all of that emotion has to go somewhere. It's kind of like you know, energy is neither created nor destroyed. It just takes different shapes. You know? And so where does that energy go? Well, for a lot of people, you internalize it. So it starts becoming this, you know, giant elephant that you're carrying around because it's all that stuffed emotion. Some people exhibit it in other emotions, most notably anger is typically how that gets transferred. And so you have either the stuff thing that's going on where people become overwhelmed to the point of explosion, Mm -hmm. you know, stuff, 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 and then boom, Volcano. Volcano erupts in your house. And and some of you are married to that person. Some of you are that person. Some of you, instead of expressing your sadness, your frustration, your disappointment through the natural reaction of crying, you go into the other end of the spectrum and it comes out in anger immediately. You don't wait for the volcano to erupt. You just go into anger. Some of you withdraw. You know, you don't cry because very much like Tony was describing how, oh, I can't, I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't do that. Just, you know, so I'm just going to emotionally withdraw because I can't deal with what I'm feeling right now.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. And so you have all of these other things going on besides the very simple action of releasing it, releasing that emotion through your crying. And this starts to play into almost a cyclical behavior pattern in your marriages. And some of you are nodding your heads right now going, oh yeah, Lisa, we do that. We have that pattern in our marriage. And so today's show is really going to focus on why it is so important to allow the tears to flow. Mm -hmm. Because our bodies were not wired for tears just because. There are some very real biological reasons for tears and there are some very emotional reasons for tears. And we're going to, we're going to tackle all of that in the show. But at the most very basic biological level, your eyes are constantly being lubricated by tears. Like if we didn't have tears, your eyes would dry out.
0: And for those of us who wear contacts, that would be very uncomfortable.
1: You wouldn't be wearing your contacts. You know, so our tears are constantly flushing out the dirt and the gunk. You know, you wake up in the morning, you got the eye sleeps in the corner of your eye. That's all the gunk. That our tears have, you know, be like kind of pushed to the corners of our eyes so that we can get rid of it. Mm -hmm. Very basic, very basic. A good cry folks, a good cry. There's a reason women like chick flicks. It's very cathartic. It just kinda, you know, like, flushes everything out of you. It relieves the stress. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, all of that energy builds up and you just have that good cry. And you're like, oh, deep breath.
0: Well, and it releases and it flushes those toxins in our body. Mm-hmm. You know, it allows us to release those. And, I, and that's why I brought up the, the story of after Nick's passing and, and how I felt then because everything that was built up inside of me, all of that was just flushed out. And when we're talking about this too today, really hone in on you. I mean, this is about you being able to cry. Not, this isn't a show to be you know in front of your spouse. This isn't a show to be in front of other people. It's not what it's about. It's about you being able to look at yourself and go, you know what? I'm in the shower and I just need to let out a cry right now. And allowing that to happen. So as we go through this, you know, and what we're talking about, you know, uh, what Alisa was was just sharing with just you know, relieving that stress. I mean, if you're at a point where it's just like, wow, I just need to let this loose. This is about you. You don't have to do it in front of your spouse if you're not there yet. Mm-hmm. You know, there are still times that I'm not there with Elisa and just standing in the shower and allowing those tears to flow as the water, you know, is just hitting my head and my face. That's where I'm at, but I'm still getting the benefits of allowing those tears to flow.
1: And the shower, for those of you that haven't gotten to the point where you're able to cry in front of your spouse, the shower is a great first step Sure, because is. a you've just got the warm caress, uh, the caress of the warm water, and you also have the noise right, of the shower. So if you need privacy, the shower is a great place to do it. If you need, you know, Tony and I, when we were talking about th- this particular show, uh, in preparation we were talking about the fact that steel magnolias it's <laughs> it's an older movie it definitely dates us i think it was early 90s and
0: it still gets me to this day if you haven't seen that movie you gotta watch Steel Magnolias. Up, pick it up and watch it's, it
1: it's a total chick flick
0: no it's it's, it's but a, it's
1: all about it's all about strong relationships
0: man it's about family and it's about it's It's, it's about, you know, it's
1: about these women who are just, their lives are so intricately twined and yet their personalities are so strong and yet they, they make the decision to do life together. Right. And seeing those bonds and seeing all of the interactions. So we talked about Steel Magnolias. We talked about the movie, which came out more recently in the last couple of years, which we actually did a podcast on, um, was The Vow. Mm -hmm. In fact, I think we came home from The Vow and actually lit up the mics that night because we were so like, oh we got to talk about this. Um, because that's an, another movie about marriage uh-huh. and about what does your vow mean, and, and we really dug into that one. And yet, while we were in the theaters, it was that hand holding, tear streaming down your face type of experience. Right. And you know, one of the things that we found—I know we typically only do one quote—but Tony found this Jewish proverb as we were preparing for the show that said, "What soap is to the body, tears are for the soul." And at the most basic level, tears are a cleansing for what's going on in our head and our hearts.
0: And and you know it. Think back to that last time when you really let it go. Think back to that. And think back to what you felt afterwards. That's a plus. Again, I'm, I'm saying this stuff for my own my own self because it allows me to remember hey you know next time that song comes on and I'm brought to tears because I'm thinking about the one family and I pray for you guys that I allow those tears to flow of happiness of sadness whatever they may be so that you're blessed in your marriage and know that those are just those are allowing me to open up and reach you.
1: And just as an aside here, we hadn't actually talked about including this, but one of the things I just want to say is, you know, crying be everything from just weeping, just kind of that, you know, the silent tears mm-hmm. to the full on, full blown, messy, runny nose, hiccuping, just messy cry mm-hmm. and everything in between mm-hmm. and life circumstances will have different tears. You know, sometimes it's just, like I said, the single tear, you know, when your heart is breaking over something with your kids, when you're just disappointed. And it's just that kind of like, oh, I need to release, go with whatever fits your situation, whatever your tears need to be. The other thing that tears do is they allow you to be vulnerable and connect with your spouse and actually be stronger in your relationship. Now I mentioned at the very onset of just talking about this particular topic that I had talked to two spouses, two different spouses, two different marriages this past week, where emotional connection is not very strong in their marriages. And part of it is you know, we're digging through and we're talking about the emotions and stuff. Both of these spouses admitted, I cannot cry. I've not been able to really cry and show emotion. And, and when pushed on that, there, there is this barrier right now about having that connection. And the relationship is stagnant. The relationship is stalled because there is a vulnerability that hasn't been approached yet, that hasn't been accessed. And so many people operate from this mindset of, if I cry, I'm weak. And what I want to say to any of you out there listening to this that have that mindset, here's the thing. Your spouse does not really know what's going on with you unless you show them the emotions that you are experiencing. If you are sad, if you are brokenhearted, if you are just moved to tears, showing them, allowing them to be there with you in that sad place, that grows your relationship. That strengthens the bond that you have because guess what? You are letting them in instead of shoving them out and closing the door to your emotions. But here's the thing. It's a choice that you make. They can't break down your walls and say, let me in, let me in. Some of them are trying and you're saying, no, I won't let you go there. I'm too scared. Your relationship is going to stall if you don't let them in, period, period. Uh It is not weakness showing your emotions. It is living your authentic self. Is it easy? No. Because guess what? Some of you are married to people that have no idea what to do when you cry. No idea. It totally freaks them out. And what I say to those of you that get freaked out when your spouse cries is, here's the thing. They don't need you to fix their problem. They need you to hold them and just sit through the tears, no matter how uncomfortable you are, just sit there and hold them. doesn't matter if your shirt gets sopping wet, it doesn't matter if you go through a whole box of tissues, just be there. Because being there when you're uncomfortable grows your relationship. Mm. Holding them when they're hurting grows your relationship. You wanna see change? You get emotionally real with your spouse. that's a key component to growing your marriage.
0: Yeah. It, wow, it it just hits on the head for myself as I hear Elisa talk there. And I I don't know if it's hitting you, but it's hitting me. And the reason why is because I can just sense for myself what I'm gonna be working on this week. You know, I'm gonna allow myself to emotionally be connected to Elisa in those moments when tears do fall, or they're about to fall, and instead of shoving them down, and stuffing them away, and being afraid of what she may say, or what I'm even thinking, I'm gonna allow them to flow, and let her know that, hey, this is where I am struggling. So I hope, I hope you'll do that as well um, this week.
1: Because here's the thing, when you stuff, The emotion or the situations that are causing the emotional upsetness, they don't go away. Those issues don't go away if you don't deal with them. The circumstances that are affecting our marriages, they don't get a pass just because I don't want to deal with it, is the thought that's going through your head. So in order to move your relationship forward, in order to move through whatever the two of you are facing. You got to confront the emotions no matter how ugly they may feel to you, no matter how inadequate you feel to deal with them. If you want your marriage to move forward, you've got to confront the emotions that you're facing. And one of the things that we've talked about in shows past and, um, you know, different programs and whatnot is that you have to be able to have words for your feelings. Mm -hmm. So many people you yeah, know, but like we use the same, probably four or five words. I'm happy. I'm sad. I'm angry. I'm frustrated. Um, disappointed. Yeah. You know, there's like a handful of words that most people are tired. Yeah. That's about the extent of most people's emotional feelings, vocabulary. And yet there's a whole wide gamut. I mean, some of the emotional words list that I found, you know, there's like a hundred different words for your emotions. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you have to go to that extreme, but you have to be able to identify your feelings and, and what's causing you know, to really reflect and figure out what's causing the pain. You know, for some of you, you could just be like overly hungry or tired and you're just worn out and you don't have any resources. Okay, let's say that. Some of you have gotten the, sa- the wind knocked out of your sails because you just got blind set. I will never forget the day that I got laid off the first time. And you know the company had been bought by another company, and there was just all kinds of stuff. And I thought I'd you know kind of survived a few
0: rounds, a few of layoffs. rounds of
1: layoffs. And then I sh- called in sick the next day. I get there by nine o'clock. I was in my supervisor's office by probably nine fifteen. I was sitting in my car, calling Tony in a state of shock, going, "I I don't know what just happened. Like I'm a good employee. What?" and just being almost paralyzed. Like I'm sure it was shock. I'm sure it was, but just like crying on the phone, like what just happened here? Why did this happen to me? And being able to tell him that, like, I don't know what's going on. And, you know, I was just a victim of corporate takeover and, you know, just rounds of layoffs when a new company comes in and makes change. Wasn't anything personal. It was, they didn't want a lot of us, you know, when Andrew died and I had all of those tears and I cried, you know, I cried in the closet. I cried in the shower. I cried everywhere. And there were a lot of times I was not crying in front of Tony because at that point in time in our marriage, we were handling the loss of our son in two totally different ways. And we were just at that point, just trying to survive. Some of you are there. It takes all of that emotion. It takes all of that to build a strong foundation for your marriage. It takes being able to say, here's where I am right now. I need you to love me in this place as I am, as I stand before you. This has been an emotional show. It's been an emotional show because when you talk about crying, when you talk about being vulnerable, it really gets to the core of how most of us identify ourselves, how we perceive ourselves, how we portray ourselves. You and I both know people who want to be seen as strong as having it all together, as just, you know... Able to survive everything and anything. You know, not, nothing's going to knock me down. And even as I close this show, as we're wrapping this up, as I've watched Tony's expressions over the course of the show, I will tell you that I think we've spent most of the last 30 minutes or so, 25 minutes, pretty much on the verge of tears ourselves. As Tony's relaying that story about Nick dying, I mean, that was. That was one of the most emotional times in recent history in our marriage. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You know, as we talk about the struggles that we know so many of you face because you aren't able to cry, it matters to us that you find an outlet for that, that you become equipped with the tools and strategies that you need to be able to share that part of yourself with your spouse. That's why we do this show every week. That's why we provide you with the resources to be able to do it. It's because you matter to us.
0: Yeah. And for those of you out there who are just going, oh my gosh, I've been stuffing for so long. I am, I've been stuffing, my husband's been stuffing, my wife's been stuffing and we just, we're just hurting. It may be time to seek out help and One thing we do offer here is coaching with Elisa and you can learn more about that at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash coaching. Go to that page, Elisa has a video there, you can learn more about it. Um, But go out there and seek help because it really does help And, and I'll say for myself, I do this, I do this, I have a therapist that I go to and it allows me to open up and release what I need to release in my own time with that person. And it's very beneficial to myself and to my marriage. So this week, let's go out there, and when the urge hits us, when we do need to allow ourselves to cry that we do allow ourselves to do that, instead of stuffing it down. If you're in there with me, I'm excited because I'm gonna make sure that I do Let it out this week. You guys, we love you. And we hope that you have a fantastic week. Until next time, we'll see you then.